I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Listening to Healthy Mind Matters, brought to you by Intermountain Healthcare on KSL News Radio. Thank you for joining us for Healthy Mind Matters. I'm Maria Shaleos. I'm joined today by Marissa Hen, who is the Community Health Director for Intermountain Health uh, Intermountain Healthcare. Yes, I can speak. Kim Myers, the Assistant Director for the Division of Substance Abuse and Mental Health, and Taryn Hyatt, who is the Area Director for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Today, we are talking about boy this really the tension and stress that's involved in our community right now and really how we're dealing with it and talking specifically about suicide prevention. Let's go back to the conversation and the language for a minute. I'm a communicator. I often think that I'm pretty good at, you know, using the right words. But when it comes to suicide, I still really have to think about the proper language because of this, what you were talking about, you know, this unlearning factor, uh, phrases that we've used for so many years. Somebody committed suicide. That phrase is just like has been really ingrained in society. But I think that there are other words that we use also, Kim, going back to what you were talking about, that we don't even realize beyond that. But it's about having that conversation. So let's talk about language for a minute and the importance of language and how you would like to see people maybe better use that language. I'm not sure who would like to start on this one. I mean, I'll, I'll jump in. I think language is so important. And I think, you know, that the path that I've taken in terms of it is to really um, be the most accurate and descriptive and the most compassionate. And so that's my goal in language. Um, but there are certain things from a language perspective that, you know, we've used, people used to say somebody had a successful suicide and we don't want that, you know, success to be equated with somebody who's suffering in such a way that they end their own life. Um, and so I think that there is, um, you know, the other pieces that people have talked about that people are sort of selfish if they, um, in their life by suicide, when the reality is many people feel like they are a burden and they are doing their loved ones, uh, you know, a favor, not favor is not the right word, but um, they're sort of re- providing relief to others by ending their own life. And so, you know, just really getting to the point where this is a health issue, this is a public health issue, and we need to treat it as such. And we need language that reflects that. And mm-hmm. um, it's just critical to be thoughtful about it. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, part of why we're here today is to talk about the launch of this really important new campaign uh, 
But I think even pausing to acknowledge the name of the campaign, which is going to be statewide, which is going to be really unprecedented in its reach and its rigor and its focus on advancing protective norms, like it's called Live On. And just the hopefulness of that title when it, most people, I think for so long, we've associated mental health with this doom and gloom um, language and uh, and imagery. And I think part of what is powerful about the campaign is not only the incredible content, um, but just the fact that it's um, approachable, it's real, it's focused on the, the real truth that recovery is possible and that hope actually um, is our common refrain. Taryn, what were you thinking? You were shaking your head again. I'm glad to be able to see all of you, I'm by the way. I'm always shaking my head. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was going to go where Marissa went, you know, and, and the language shift in this campaign is really going to transform how we're looking at things. You know, I even just think of the events of these last few days, how it's so easy for our focus to get shifted, right, and distracted. You know, we lost a human life. That should be our focus. How do we change the culture around what happened? And we've done that with suicide. We, we lose lives to suicide. So how do we change the culture so we no longer lose lives? And, and that's what Live On is intended to do. We're going to focus on hope. We're going to focus on resources, healing our communities, healing people, and letting them know where help is available. So I, I just am so excited about this campaign and can't wait to see you know, what the, the shift in our communities will look like as we move forward. Well, Kim, it sounds like that'll make the conversation less uncomfortable, because if we're talking about it in a more optimistic, hopeful way, uh, it feels better, right? I mean, I think it's really important. I mean, the the goal of the Live On campaign is to, you know, again, resources, education, conversation, but really to change our culture around suicide, around mental health, to to make it the norm to reach out, the norm to reach in, the norm to sort of lift up, look ahead, live on. This is what we're saying is people shouldn't suffer alone. People shouldn't be ashamed of their suffering. Um, And we should be engaging with each other around that. Suffering is part of our human condition. um, But when it's sort of pushed aside or not recognized, or people don't get the support or help or treatment or, you know, love or hope that they need, that they deserve, then that's when those become, you know, deadly. And we have to sort of change around that so that so that people do get the support they need. So I think it is a really powerful shift to saying, you know what, I'm not saying that your life is not going to have real challenges, that the situation you're in isn't t- really awful, that you aren't going to experience really, you know, hard symptoms with your mental illness or whatever it is, but we're going to live on through it. And it's not going to always be pretty and it's not always going to be easy, but we're going to do it together. And so I think that is the goal of the campaign um, is to really drive that culture change to where we, we break down the stigma and the discrimination around these issues. Well, I can't wait to hear more about that. We need to, to take a break. So when we come back, we'll talk more about how we plan to change the culture. And you're listening to Healthy Mind Matters on KSL News Radio.